1: So I wanted to start with some business before we get down to business with our guests today. Voting, no matter who you choose to vote for, is very important. And so I wanted to give you a few heads up on the March 8th election coming up in Cary, North Carolina, because there have been some significant changes. As you know, I'm running for Cary Town Council, District C, and I hope to tackle issues like overdevelopment, matching infrastructure, protecting the environment, and addressing affordable housing, just to name a few. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to MaryForCarrie.com. But what's important to note, because of redistricting, this time around the municipal election in Cary will be on March 8th instead of when it normally is held. That's number one. Next, because of the redistricting, it will be important to go to the Wake County Board of Elections website to see if the redistricting has affected any changes for you in regard to your representative or your voting precinct. For example, in District C, precincts 0403 and 0410 were added and precincts 014 and 016 were deleted. I like to share this kind of information on the show because knowledge is power. But some input, like where to buy a flying bike or how to purchase New Zealand on eBay, is just confetti filling our lives and our spam folders. Well, here to talk about how to stop digital spam is Tom, our reoccurring guest and marketing expert. Welcome, Tom. Hi, Mary. Thanks a lot for having me. So Tom, why is it that I Google something one day? This is this is kind of scary. I Google something one day, and all of a sudden, I get emails and pop up ads for it on Amazon or other websites I visit.
0: Boy, that's a that's a question I think uh, everybody has, and it's usually kind of a curse or a statement people make. Uh, you know, it's really tough because there's a lot of technology going on behind it. But I think uh, I, I think people have so much more power in their hands to, to damp that down, to start really shedding some of that. Um, and there's just not a lot of avenues where, where people can learn uh, what the basics are. But the answer to the question pretty generally resides in the word cookies. And I think people have heard the word cookies, right? So a cookie is... Chocolate chip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite, by the way. <clears throat> and and uh, I would never vote to get rid of chocolate chip cookies. Um, or tracking cookies, I guess. But these are called tracking cookies. And a cookie, just think of it as a digital bit. A little piece of software, you know, ones and zeros, just like everything else in our life that is electronic, uh, digital, internet-driven anymore. Uh, A cookie is a little, super small, uh, lightweight piece of software, and when you do emails and phone apps and web browsing, wherever you go, most likely, as soon as you arrive, they drop a cookie, Uh, and, and that does a lot of things, so there's a couple kinds that are very helpful, like Oh, we remember you were here before. Do you want us to remember your login? Uh, We'll load the page faster because we recognize you. Those are somewhat benign. Uh, Tracking cookies, though, uh, and there's others called flash cookies, they follow you around. So when you go, let's say in your example, you Google something and you get a result, that cookie of what you Googled is now in your IP trail, in your address, your internet browsing, if you would. And you can go open something else completely like Facebook. Facebook gets that cookie and they go, hey, uh, she was just Googling Bora Bora or uh, you know, vacation or a Hoover vacuum, and they'll serve up an ad if – a uh, travel agency or Hoover or somebody is advertising on Facebook because they recognize it. So the cause of it is it's called a third-party tracking cookie, and there's others like flash cookies, but they're all in this world of third-party cookies.
1: So I thought you couldn't sell my data. So how does that work?
0: Yeah, it's a great question because uh, you know I was guilty of that myself for a long time in my career. And it used to be that it's an old kind of construct out of advertising, I guess, in the pre-internet days where they didn't want to sell your name in a mailing list. And that's how it used to work. You went to a list broker in the 70s or 80s or 60s and you bought a list of addresses and names of people so you could send a mail and fill the mailbox with junk. And there were a lot of laws prohibiting you know, the sale of the data without some kind of permission. What happens today is, and it's not like some grand evil scheme, but nobody's selling your data, right? So if I'm on Facebook, when you sign the agreement or Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or uh, TikTok or just roll on down your favorite app, you you know, when you hit that uh, agreement at the front end that we don't read, part of that says, hey, we we have your data and and, uh, we'll make it accessible Uh, in these forms to advertisers. So nobody sells your data, but the fact I'm on Facebook and I willingly said, I'm a male of this age, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, et cetera. As soon as somebody comes in with a cookie that said, oh, hey, Mary was just looking for a Hoover and she she lives in uh, Cary, North Carolina, bam. The advertisers that are targeting Cary, North Carolina, females, vacuum cleaner searches, they just share the data with them. So they're not selling it to them at all. And in fact, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all of these people, they're not in any business except the data and information business. That's how they make money. They make their money by advertisers, but their value to the advertiser, nothing to do with Facebook and why you and I love it and we're posting and commenting, it's all to do with Google, Facebook, and others getting your information, uh, because then they can—they s- don't sell the information; they sell access to your profile.
1: You know, it's—it gets on my nerves sometimes, but I have to be honest and say sometimes I don't mind it because it saves me searching in a way. It's like if I am looking for a vacuum cleaner, and I've gone to a couple sites. Now all of a sudden, automatically, other things pop up and give me comparison shopping. So it's not always bad, but it—but if I just don't want it to happen. Is there anything I can do about it?
0: Wow. You, that's a whole lot in that question. Um, and, and I think it's quite keen, to be honest with you, because sort of by the end of our conversation, what you said is going to be very important. Sometimes we like it. I don't mind that the weather app serves up, you know, today's temperature or something, right, without me having gone through all kind of permissions. So... Towards the end, the, the question really becomes, did anybody ask you if it was okay? That's really the question. And the problem for today is nobody ever asked me, you know, could they share this or that or everything I ever did in my life that's in my profile. So what we want is we want a lot of control. We want the ability to say yes or no, and then you get what you what you reap. The other part of your question is sort of where we opened up which is there are things that people can do and there's things that, that companies are doing um, in in the last three months if you're a, an iPhone user for example you, you have the opportunity to have downloaded iOS 15 and in iOS 15 Apple issued something called ATT uh, application uh, uh, Apple's app tracking transparency that's what ATT is uh, Mumbo jumbo. Who cares? Well, the reason you care is your telephone and your email, by the way, are also carrying these cookies wherever you go. Right. So when I do something on my phone, specifically, I open an app on my phone, Weather Channel, you know, uh, Twitter, whatever. I'm opening it up. The phone is serving up an identifier. There's all kind of names for these files. It says, Oh, it's not Tom, but it's. 919-555-5555 my phone number or something even more obscure apple stopped that stopped doing that in ios 15 and it has ma- it's a massive issue to companies like all the social media platforms they need that because mobile's the way most everybody's doing things so when i log into facebook it's carrying all that data from all my searches i just did on bing or whatever uh, along with me and what I interacted with on the phone before that and after that. And now Apple's not sending that anymore. So it, uh, heralded by people like me who are big privacy advocates is just epically important. So so that's an example of what a technology provider does. The The one that gets you on the web is the same thing. And for many years now, uh, Apple's Safari browser and Mozilla Firefox, so people know Safari and Firefox, it's called third-party cookie deprecation. They've, They've suppressed that. So if you're using those browsers, they're not tagging you with that cookie wherever you go. Google has announced that they will end that as well. It was going to happen last year, then this year, and it's currently scheduled for the end of next year. That's one part of the equation, which is what's happening in that world that's helpful to you that you never even had a voice in. There is a ton that you can do, and I think that's the most important thing that, that people want to hear. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a, a very broad example, and then I can give you one very specific one. The broad uh, example is, is not too broad. It's, it's broad direction. The broad direction is if you really want to reduce a lot of that, and depending what your views are on privacy or anonymity in your life, you're going to have to spend a couple of hours per major platform. Uh, You could spend an hour to two hours on uh, Google, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, right on down. I Don't single anyone out. But I'll take Google and maybe Facebook for examples. Either of any of those apps I mentioned, what people need to do is set aside the time and they need to click the settings button. It's either a gear in the upper corner or it says, you know, your picture, your profile, your account. There's always a settings. And what people fail to do is inside of settings, there's a level below. Oh, data, privacy, words like that. You click that and then you see a menu of four or five other things you can do where people don't spend the time, they'll go take a quick look and see a couple things, maybe turn something on or off. But it literally can take you over an hour and a half to do that. So an example in Facebook, if you go to Facebook, it's under settings and privacy. And then there's a menu choice called settings. And then under that, it's Ad preferences. And under Ad preferences, there's three advertisers, add topics, add settings. Uh, great thing about podcasts, if someone really cares, they can rewind and, and get those. If you just took ad topics, advertisers, or ad settings, you'll spend 30 or 40 minutes in wonderland when you really start clicking all the way through. There's massive lists of every ad you ever clicked on. Facebook, for example, it's listed there. They're very transparent about it. Here's all the ad you click. Then it's Here's all the companies that have access to similar data that this advertiser did. That means those are people that can target you if you ever go look at their ad. And you can turn those off. Click, click. And, and it's painful. You have to open it. You have to click the button off. You have to close it. Open the next one. When you go, you're going to find there's hundreds and hundreds in there. So when I first started doing this, I did it in waves, like 30-minute settings to clean it out. And, and all of them have this. It'll be the same if you go to Google. You'll like be amazed at how many levels of the settings there are. You can say no to so many things. Just simple. Do you mind if we track you? Yes, I do. Turn it off. Instantly, your life gets better. Less spam, less pop-up ads, less of this. Uh, hey, I was just thinking about that. Did Alexa hear me and serve me the ad? Right. That's I how I know it feels. That's, that's
1: so scary. A lot of people have said that that you'll be talking about something and Alexa will respond, or other or these other things. But you know, and I appreciate you explaining all that. And I know a lot of listeners are going to take the time to do that, but. What's a quicker fix? Because I know I'm not going to sit down for three hours per app and do this. Yeah, so uh,
0: two avenues for that. One legislative, and I think we should at least talk about that briefly. Um, the other is spend time on Bing, Google, what, you know, Yahoo, whatever your search engine of choice is, and look up applications, browsers uh, that favor privacy. So an example. Uh, the browser is actually Chrome, Google Chrome. The browser is Bing, right? And that's my window to search everything on the web. There is one called DuckDuckGo. I'm not promoting it, It just I know it exists, right? I, I happen to use it because it's the first one I found. Well, DuckDuckGo is a browser that promises we're not going to track you. And not only that, there's three or four extra levels that they put in there where when you go... If I'm in the browser, not only do you search, but you put in, "Hey, I want to go to www.tom.com, you know uh, uh, you know tom.com," and off you go. That's where they're intercepted. So the browser isn't the search engine. And on something like DuckDuckGo, for example, when you arrive at the shoe store site, they block any of four different things that they're trying to put in your your trail, right? Your history that track you around. That's one way to go. A lot of people uh, like VPNs, and it's kind of mumbo-jumbo outside of business a lot. It's virtual private network. If you have, uh, oh, geez, um, any kind of a, I I won't say they have it, but McAfee, Norton, Bitdefender, if you're using some kind of security software uh, on your computer, if you open it and actually go through the menu of what they have, a lot of them have a VPN, and it'll be free for like 30 minutes a day, and then they want to charge you. Here's what a VPN does: so much of the internet, phone, email, computer, right? Just phones or computers. When you do something, you issue your device has an address. It's the only way the internet can find you. You're glad you have it. That's how they find you. It's called your IP address, internet protocol. And it's some weird number, like 12.434.442 pop pop, right? That's that's also being broadcast along with your cookies. A VPN bends that, so your one two dot four eight two here in Cary. If you have a VPN, what happens is it routes you through a another computer called a server somewhere else in the country. Maybe Atlanta is very frequent here, or Morrisville, or something very close. And they reissue the the IP address. So wherever you go to the dot you're no longer 12.434, it's been changed through the virtual private network to some number that's theirs, and that reduces tracking. So you have to spend some time uh, searching those kind of things, but you can change your browser. Uh, You can download apps that promise that uh, they won't track you, right? And in fact, if you, you, uh, uh, in my Apple example, Uh, This application transparency tracking, most people already had it. There's a setting on your iPhone, already has been for a long time, that says prevent ad tracking. Most people just don't take the time to go through the pain of going all the way through it. If you downloaded iOS 15 and that wasn't set, the first time you open every app on your phone, Apple serves up a message, and it's the one we talked about before. This website wants to track you. Yes or no? Allow or disallow? and you can kill it and you can go back and change it later but that's the beauty of it right what we want is choice and i'll come back to legislative if you're interested in a little bit
1: well i was going to actually get into that in the privacy laws like california and the european union i guess we could talk about that right now but before before we do i just wanted to say and i appreciate that you're 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 not picking on any one person any one company here it's like and that's not our intent. Our intent is to give a broad overview and let you decide, uh, as a listener where you go, where you don't go, et cetera. So I uh, thank you for keeping it universal like that. So let's talk a little bit about legislation and California and the European Union.
0: Yeah, so you've you've cited the two that I would have referenced, so uh, thank you for that uh, preparation. Another one that people aren't highly engaged in, but at least be aware of, I will say. So in in Europe, they passed a a, a broad set of uh, laws. It's the European Union called GDPR, Global Data Protection Rights, right? Boring. If if we had some better names for some of this stuff, people might pay attention. (laughs) Basically... That law, Europe, has always been way stronger on privacy than the United States by a factor of 10, right? HIPAA laws have been in Europe. They don't even call it HIPAA. They just have laws against it before we even thought about it uh, by many decades. So the GDPR is legislation that basically says to companies, you can't track anybody without their permission. You can't use any of their data in any form, right? Forget without selling. Without
1: going to three hours permission. to each app. Exactly, <laughs> right. That's my solution.
0: So California followed up with what I would say is a, a um, I don't want to say weaker, but it's a smaller version of that called CCPA. And in California, uh, that's a big driver. Now, here's the difficulty if you're a company, uh, if you're a company, the Internet doesn't understand state boundaries or zip codes, right? So if, if I'm on the web in North Carolina and I'm doing business on a California-based website, uh, they have to honor their law in their state. So that's where it gets difficult. There's 34 states right now and almost at all times that have legislation somewhere in a committee or in a garbage can around Internet privacy. Uh, and it normally doesn't make it too far because there's a lot of vested interest in what, what happens today. It drives commerce. And I'm on the side of companies too. I work for them my whole life. We're giving them the data. It feels a little slippery because it's somewhere in a big agreement we didn't read that we said okay. And they give us the ability to turn it off, though it's way down the click trail for you to go find. I think what I always advocate for somewhere in the middle is just ask me. You can ask me once, and I can turn it off for everything, and I'll regret that. To your very first point, some of it we want. It has made our lives better. I'm telling you, there's no question about it. The fact that it knows something about me makes my life better. So what we want is choice, and that's that's what the missing element is.
1: Well, thank you so much. That was very informative. I hope it's helped our, our listeners. Oh, yeah, and about that sale of New Zealand on eBay, in case you're wondering... It is a true story. A man from Australia tried to sell New Zealand on eBay in 2006. After 6,000 hits and 22 bids, the selling price for New Zealand climbed all the way to $3,000 before eBay pulled it from its site. So, a lot of of site pooling we're talking about today. All right. Now, for our nonprofit spotlight. Today, we're focusing on the North Carolina Senior Games. In 1983, North Carolina Senior Games began with a vision to create a year round health promotion and education program for North Carolinians 50 years of age and better. Today, there are over 60,000 participants and 53 local games programs that serve all 100 counties across the state. Senior Games is a holistic approach to body, mind, and spirit staying fit while enjoying the company of friends, family, spectators, and volunteers. To get involved or learn more, go to ncseniorgames.org. ncseniorgames.org. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be kind.